Uh, the guy on his bag, who's been on his bag the last couple of years, is his brother, Tim Mickelson, and he actually joins us on the Corona Hotline right now to uh, talk about the great weekend and the big win for his brother. Tim, thank you for the time. You're with Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, and congrats uh, to the family. That was really something the last four days. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was that was awesome four days for us. Uh, very, very special to see him be able to do what he did. Um, so I'm just I'm very happy today. So T twenty one at the Masters, uh, Wells Fargo a couple weeks ago. Phil goes out and shoots sixty four. The rest of the week wasn't so good, but I mean a sixty four to open up. Did you guys have a feeling that like he was getting close and his game was kind of rounding into shape a little bit? You know. We actually did. So I would literally say for about four or five months, he's actually been playing really well, and he just never put everything together. He obviously put it together for one round at Charlotte, but, you know, the next three days something was off, whether it was driving or or putting or chipping. You know, there's four components to the game. He'd have two or three every day, but never four. And we were actually at, like, a family dinner two weeks ago, and, and he basically looked at both my sister, my mom, and my dad and said, I'm going to win again soon. I don't know which tournament, but I'm going to win again soon. And I looked at him and said, bro, you're playing great. We just have to make sure we're in contention on Sunday, and then let's see what happens. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Was there a moment yesterday, Tim, early on, you know, after the bogey? I think it was a bogey start, right? And Brooks made birdie, if I'm not mistaken, right? And then, but, like, you guys come right back and Phil makes birdie or the chip-in maybe um, on five, I think that was. like. Was there something early on while it was going back and forth that you felt like really sort of swung the momentum for good on your side? I, I think the chip-in on five from the bunker certainly gave Phil uh, momentum. I think it sort of, you know, I think Brooks certainly was expected to have a chance to gain a shot on Phil on that hole, and instead we beat him by a shot. I think that energized the crowd as well. But to me, the and, and Phil said this as well, the, the defining moment was actually on hole number six. And the first six holes on Sunday, Phil kept coming out. It was an uncommitted swing. I didn't trust it. I didn't trust our line or whatever. And he hadn't said that all week. You know, Thursday through Saturday, he was just in perfect grind and focus mode. And all of a sudden on Sunday, he's making some, some swings that just were very tentative. And so I pulled him aside after he made bogey between six green and 17. I just said, look, bro, if you are going to win this tournament today, you have to commit to good swings and just commit and see what happens. And I know that resonated with him because he made a perfect drive on seven. And we didn't talk about it again the rest of the day. He was focused from there on out. Uh, obviously played great. Uh, had to Had to withstand... Um, the, the mini charge from both Louie and then Brooks as he started making that birdie on 15 and 16 as well. But we are very happy with the outcome. Uh, Tim, we're going to put you on hold just a second. I just want to see if we can clean up the line a little. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not bad, but it's not great. Let's yeah, see if we can clean up out. the line a little. It's in and out just a little bit. That's the job of a caddy man, too, right? Yeah. Like, you, you know, sell your guy down you, and get and confidence you back You've got to commit to this. You sure. do it this way. Like, and, okay, you know, once you get in that groove then. I mean, and just have the, have the golfer commit to the swing. Absolutely. Well, yeah. whatever your mindset is, whatever you think you want to do, now you've got to go ahead and do it. Don't yeah. go to, go don't go into that sing, swing with any trepidation. Yeah, whatsoever. I like that. Tim's back uh, with us on ESPN 1000. Tim Mickelson joins Tim, us here. Yeah, the announcers, you know, we're talking about the wind on Sunday, how the wind shifted out of, on Sunday was coming out of the west, and how much of an advantage that would be for Phil Mickelson. Was it truly an advantage for you, or was it still a grind? Uh, well, it was still a grind for everybody, and, and any time you play 
a, a certain wind condition for basically for us was five days in a row. You get very comfortable with that. We had not seen the golf course with that wind until Sunday. So everybody had to adjust holes that were into the wind. were now downwind or crosswind, you know, were completely different. So everybody had to adjust. Uh, I do think it was probably an advantage for us as we were playing phase at the time. Um, you know, holes like 12 and 13, where there was water, right. We could sort of cut it back into the wind. And then as we got to the downwind holes, 15 through 18, we were able to sort of cut it and sort of ride the wind and get extra distance. So if you look at like hole 16, his drive, I guess it went like 366, but it was sort of a perfect wind under that condition. So the 17th hole, what's the, uh, what's the mindset on the tee there and how did the hole play out? When he, uh, you know, when he hit the green, it was like a, uh, a pool table and it just caromed over into the thick stuff. Yeah. So that was probably, I think the only time that, that we really disagreed on clubs, I, I wanted him to hit the six iron because I knew if he pulled it towards the pin that it would carry the water. He wanted to hit seven because he knew that Brooks had just hit seven. But I also knew that if we pulled the seven, it had a chance of going in the water. And at that moment, a four was, you know, was going to be fine on that hole. We did not expect that big of a bounce. Um, and, you know, we hit the six ultimately and, and ended up being long. But, he, you know, in the past, that might really bug him that a, a perfect swing like that, because we hit it exactly where we were trying to, a perfect swing like that that had a bad result, that could certainly affect you negatively. And I remember we were just walking up to the green, and I said, bro, it was a perfect golf swing. The result wasn't good. The process was great. We just got to go find a way to make a four. A four does not kill us. And uh, he goes, you're right. Let's do it. Hmm. You know, and so we weren't going to get too aggressive with that chip running it by, you know, as it goes towards the water. So where he had, you know, 25, 30 feet was pretty much where we expected him uh, to be putting for par from. And that's exactly what happened. Another minute with Tim Mickelson, who is Phil's brother and caddy, was on the bag this week for the big win, the historic win. Before we let you go, Tim, can you describe to us the scene on 18 while it was great theater and it looked great on TV? I assume it had to be slightly intimidating maybe. Can you walk us through what that was like walking up 18? You know, walking between the tee shot and the second shot, I I thought, wow, this is really cool. The fans are coming out in the fairway. And then they just kept getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm thinking, I'm looking around, I'm like, there really isn't any security here, and there's only you know six or seven cops. I, I don't know how they're going to be able to control everybody. Hmm. And they were fine until after the second shot, and then obviously everybody started running by as they all gathered around the green. Uh, it was definitely chaotic getting through that crowd because nobody was looking backwards towards us. They were all looking at the green. Um, I almost tripped. I got pushed. Hmm almost tripped, I was able to then look to my right and notice that there was an officer there sort of pushing through the crowd. And I said, oh, I'm just going to walk right behind him. And I got right behind him and was able to get through. And uh, it was really cool to see the fans supporting Phil the way they did um, this week. It was really cool. I mean, you could definitely feel people rooting for us. You know, the chance of lefty coming down the stretch on Sunday – uh, I know it was special for me. I can only imagine how special it was for Phil. How how much fun was the celebration last night? Uh, well, we slept. I mean, we're back at home. We we came home for a day. Right. I'm actually out on a family walk right now. I've right. already changed a couple diapers this morning, fed the dog. <laughs> wow, you've been busy. So, <laughs> yeah. Back, back to normal routine. Mm. Uh, but 
take the day, do some laundry, and head back out uh, to Colonial tomorrow. Unbelievable. Well, Tim, it was uh, it was something. Congrats to you and the family, and uh, thanks for the treat this weekend. I mean, to see Phil win another one like that after all these years, it was pretty good. Thanks, man. You got it. Thanks for having me on.